trying to reach you. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Nova Files. This is Peter here from uh, Medallion Comics, and today I am joined by Ian Miller of Turbo Threat Comics and Greg of Sierra Nova Comics. And today we're going to do another really, really geeky topic of conversation. We all just saw the new Batman movie. So we're going to go into it, give our thoughts, and inevitably have very silly, wild tangents as we talk about all kinds of really dorky stuff. So, so we're going to talk then. Yeah, the usual, basically. Exactly. All right. I saw all the intro stuff aside. So, uh, yeah, actually, what did you guys think of the movie anyways? Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I actually saw it um, last week. Yep. Uh, you know, long story short, uh, let's just say girl trouble and went out with my buddies. So finally got a chance to see it. And I was like, I didn't know what to expect, honestly. Because how do I put this? I feel it wasn't well marketed. Like, I don't remember trailers for it. I don't remember like any big advertisement. It, hiding, I just feel, maybe you were hiding from the trailers because I was trying to hide from all the spoilers and I was trying to hide from the trailers too because I didn't want anything kind of ruined for me. Oh, I, saw that, I saw like the first trailer when it first like came out because we talked about that on like breakfast talk or something. So yeah. um, I was like, well, we're going to talk about the Batman. <laughs> and Hector's like, yeah, we are. But um, that was when the trailer came out like a year or something ago and yeah yeah but i mean like this is a batman movie i would expect more of a push you would expect more stuff in your face especially compared to all the other comic book movies like i, I know it i know it was happening i know it was coming out but i just didn't know anything about it oh i just knew that the riddler was in it i see i didn't even know that Oh, I, huh. Wow. Yeah. 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 Once I knew the Riddler was in, I was like, yep, because he's like one of my favorite villains. So, <clears throat> um, Jim Carrey totally did justice, right? No. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he didn't. <clears throat> but some people like that version over the new version. I was like, you guys are weird. <laughs> I, I, I do. I do like the interpretation. Sorry, you were saying. I'll tell you why they like that version. Because it's not dark. That's yeah. why. Yeah. I bet people are like, oh, why is everything going to be dark and gritty? It's DC. Except Shazam did it fine. Like, Shazam was just, like, Marvel-esque. And it worked. Yeah, but it also has a little bit of a darker element. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. This Shazam movie, like, when he went and found his mom, and you basically find out that his mom's a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> wow, okay, they have the balls to do that. All right, good for them. Uh, but no, like, I actually really like the interpretation of a Riddler when he's more of an anti-hero. Mm. Like, there was that arc where he, like, was trying to turn over a new leaf and became a private investigator. And, like, he actually worked with the Bat family. I'm like, oh, okay, this is an interesting take on the character. But, you know, as comics are what they are, no villain can stay hero for too long. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, you know, no character development can go can ever be expected to remain permanent. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, no, it's like I did not expect to see Riddler. I didn't know anything what to expect of this movie. Like, I remember my friend was like, "Wait, is this a prequel to like the the Justice League movies?" I'm like, "I don't think it is." Yeah. Then um, some people didn't like the Riddler just because of his costume because he kind of looks like the Zodiac killer. <laughs> Which was totally the inspiration, folks. Yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell, like, even like uh, what he looks like in real life without the costume or anything, he just looks like a doughy white guy that you would see on the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I actually got excited when he didn't have the costume on because I, I already knew what the actor looked like. Like, uh, I just finished watching The Sopranos for the third time. Then he's in like two episodes of that show. Paul Dano plays the Riddler. If people don't know, and um, he's also in a movie called There Will Be Blood, and he plays like this preacher that tries to make this oil salesman dude like not a piece of shit. But obviously, it doesn't happen. Uh, spoiler alert! But yeah, so <clears throat> when he's like in the uh, spoilers, when he's in the coffee shop, like I already know it's him because he's like it's in the trailer, yeah. and it like shows like the question mark in the coffee cup. I was like, ah, that's all. That's awesome. <laughs> But once he went like full crazy, like in Arkham, I was like, yeah, like yeah, he no. needs to come back again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. there's, there's your Riddler. There's your Riddler. Oh, yeah. That's a very interesting take on the Riddler. And I feel like because we had the Riddler, it really gave Batman the opportunity to break out his detective chops. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that, that's, a, that's, a, yeah that's a downside to a lot of the Batman movies. They're more punchy, punchy, fighty, fighty, gadget, gadget. Whereas you never focus on the detective aspect of Batman too much. And I saw that someone or probably a few people didn't like that he was afraid to fly because when he got to the like edge of a building or something, he was like, oh. and then like he didn't have his like cape to yeah. fly. He had like a squirrel outfit, like one of those like flying squirrel outfit things. That's what he yeah, used. A, gl- a glider suit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that actually made sense to me because a this is a year two Batman. Yeah, that invents he's not advanced as a tech, so he's still trying to find himself. And I actually like the glider suit because it's yeah. a, it's what the cape should be going forward. This is the beginning of that. Yeah, and uh, but I do remember that scene, and I remember the green screen effect when he's flying. I just laughed. <laughs> it was such a bad green screen effect i'm like am i watching the adam west batman right now <laughs> but because they went for a much more down-to-earth feel for this movie yeah way more than any of the other batman movies like let's just take a quick let's just take a quick trip down memory lane of the batman movies, live action ones. his parents yeah yeah you have the og four uh the first one I think is still one of my favorites. Yeah. Because there's something classic about it and just something about that suit is like iconic to me. But it still had the goofy nature to it. It had like the comic book over the topness. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. And considering what DC was like in those days, especially with the killing joke, you know, there's mm-hmm. a goofiness about that. So actually, I think that complements the film very well. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't necessarily work today, but it definitely works then. Yeah. Movie two with Batwoman, with, with Catwoman and uh, Penguin. The Penguin was like, we're just letting the director do whatever the hell he wants right now. It's like, we're bringing in the Nightmare Before Christmas aesthetic. We're like, it's going balls to the walls. 
yeah. was uh, interesting. Well, yeah, it is. It was interesting, but it actually kind of worked if you think about oh, it. Oh, yeah, I liked it. I, I yeah. definitely liked it. It's dark as hell, but like, it's definitely goofy. Yeah, but it's definitely more adult if, you, if, we're, if we're being honest. It's more yeah. adult. Exactly. Number three, Batman Forever. Oh, God. <laughs> With uh, the first live action Robin uh, in the movies, I mean, not counting the Adam West movie. Yeah. That one was okay. I'm going to say just one phrase the Batnips. Why the Batnips? <laughs> I think that was four. No, that was three as well. They're not as noticeable as it is in four, but there were bad nips there. Yeah. And four was just bad. Yeah. Like, it it, it just feel like they were went cheaper and cheaper, and they went a little bit too much down the Adam West route. And then you had the Nolan trilogy, which has its good points and its bad points. I don't really see any bad points in his movies, but people don't like the third one for some reason. They can be boring. Like, I remember the first one, there's like this big stretch of time. I was watching with a friend and she fell asleep. There's just. I don't see that. I don't see yeah. that. The, the, for the first one, it, it, there's, a, there's an element of excitement lacking. And the third one's just kind of retreading the first one. Yeah. I think my tat, when I was getting it, well, some tattoo I was getting. And uh, I think one of those movies was on like The Dark Knight or whatever. And. Like he was watching it on TV while he like tattooing me. I'm like, hey, pay attention now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the second one was great. It, yeah. uh, I saw a review recently and said like the problem, with, the only problem with that movie is that it was just too long. There's just too. Like if it was a little bit shorter and was a two part movie, it could have been even uh, better. But that's like one take. Mm. Well, um. Again, everyone has their opinion about it. Uh, I didn't have a problem with the the time or the length because it actually did a lot. That you you can do a lot in those time and make it feel like it's not long, you know, mm-hmm. that it's still moving. But I oh, understand. Sure. I understand. Yeah, it's just like one take that I thought was a little interesting. Uh, but this one, I feel like if you told me this was like the comic adaptation of Batman Year Two, I would believe it. Like, if there was an, a, a comic called Batman Year Two and this was it, I'm like, this this one feels right out of a Batman comic. Yes, it the is other ones inspired. are a little bit, yeah. It's inspired from the long Halloween, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like it. It, it happens on Halloween, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but my tats, uh, like I was saying, my tattoo artist, said that he likes those that trilogy but i guess his like wife makes fun of it all the time because of how his voice is so i'm batman so she uh, i guess always does that to him he's just like it's a good trilogy she's just like i'm batman <laughs> let's be honest that batman voice is just the worst yeah i think it was better in batman begins than it was in dark night or dark night rises but you know it's like I like the college humor on how he gets his voice. He's like, <laughs> so Pete, Pete Holmes is playing Batman, and he's, where are the other drugs going? But like before that, 
he has to go through like phases of different voices to figure it out. <laughs> I remember those college humor skits for Batman. It was Batman. Yeah. Oh, it's like um, one um Patton Oswald is um penguin and he's like, you just killed him. He's like, Oh, he's sleeping. It's like, no, he, he's dead. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what, where? It was just like those were such great skits, yeah. but like it, that that voice is just so incredibly memeable. Yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, uh, they had the Riddler. He's like, if I riddle you to take the shot, what am I? Is it helicopter? No, no, I already tried that. <laughs> yeah, no. This one, I feel like it's a more realistic Batman. Yeah. In a weird yeah, way. He, gets, he does. He's not like. I don't think he's like really overpowered like Superman because I'm not a fan of Superman. But um, someone's gonna hate me. But uh. Like he when he actually gets like he like he is in a fight with a bunch of people, he's mm-hmm. not still dominating, which is cool because he's yeah, he alive. feels like I know this sounds silly, but he feels like the Arkham uh, series of video games Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can definitely see that in the suit as well. Yeah. Like even like there's a one of the fight scenes at the end where they're on like in the in the stadium. And the way I'm like, wow, seeing him move, I feel like I'm watching the the Arkham game fight scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Press Y to block. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Parry, roll into the next attack. <clears throat> but his intro in the movie was just amazing. Yeah. That scene, like, where they, it's just a, it's a well-made scene. Like, it's a, it's a very good setup. And all the villains in the city are seeing the bat signal. And they're all like, oh, shit, is he here? And then you just see him come out of the shadows like a goddamn cowboy. Like you're hearing the spurs and boots, I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. Yeah, there's a meme that Comic Resources, I think, is the one yeah. that shared it, and it's like it. They show each movie, and it just keeps getting darker, and then it says 2025, and it's just black. It's just there's you can't see. It. <laughs> yeah. That's appropriate. That's appropriate. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's just like, and we're seeing the mentality of Batman in the early days. Yeah. Like, he hasn't figured it all out yet. He's still in very much revenge mode. And that's all he's doing. He hasn't embraced what he can do as Bruce Wayne at all. Yeah. And you can see that in that he, hasn't, he doesn't like being Bruce Wayne. But, you know, Batman, at some point, he uses Bruce Wayne persona to help. But this Batman's all about the fear. He's all about getting revenge. Like, he's still in that stage in his life. And I love that we didn't redo his origin story. Yeah, Beto, this was more the origin story of the villains. Yeah. yeah. But there was that one scene. Uh, so, spoiler. We're gonna, I think we should just go through the movie a little bit by a little bit. Yeah, and just talk about it. The opening scene, uh, the Riddler's first kill, is, some, uh, is the, the mayor of uh, Gotham. And the person who finds the body is his young son yeah so when you know batman comes to the crime scene he checks things out he sees the kid and there's that moment where he looks at the kid and he sees himself in it so if, if you know batman you know what's going on you know what he's seeing you know it's like it's another little boy who lost his uh his father and that no kid should have to see that he's seeing himself in that and if you know batman that scene is really powerful i feel 
Spanish. Yeah. But if you don't know Babat, you can see that connection. You can see he's relating to the kid. You can see what the kid's going through. He can really sympathize with. And it becomes more and more personal for Batman that somebody would do this to a child. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't need an origin story when you got scenes like that. It's true. It's very much true. Yeah, it's actually funny because I was saying to my girlfriend, <laughs> I was like, wow, I feel like they actually like listened to one of our podcasts because Dylan went over like how we, you don't need the origin. One of our podcast episodes, he was saying like how you don't need the origin of Batman. Like it's been done a million times. So you just start the movie and don't show them dying. Like we know how, what happens. Yeah. If you don't know, then I guess watch one of the old movies or just any movie before this one. Oh, for sure. So basically what this movie becomes is like, you know, okay, time to figure out who killed the mayor. And it becomes, like you said, it's the Zodiac killer. He's striking all these different important people. And he's and it's the Riddler leaving his clues. And they're for Batman. He's leaving these clues because he's because Batman has inspired the Riddler to start taking revenge on criminals. Yeah. Which is a very interesting thing to take in that there's this always been this long argument that Batman creates his villains. Yeah, do you actually see someone actually be inspired by what you're trying to do? And to see that effect that had that that negative effect that he has on those type of individuals is very interesting because they're like he's probably thinking, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Do I really matter? Because if if I could do this someone can clearly misinterpret what I'm trying to do and do something like this. Mm -hmm. it, and it's, I feel it's far more powerful than in the Nolan movies where you have guys dressing up as Batman and trying to do what he does. Mm. So it's like, what's the difference between you and me? I don't wear hockey pads. I like, like how um, the, like Riddler it like shows him getting henchmen basically because I'm a hundred percent sure like there will be like henchmen he'll he'll be in another movie and like he will actually have those people that were there probably some of them that were working at the end of the movie that you know probably didn't die or whatever they they would <laughs> they would like come back and then they would like work for him yeah. Yeah. But no, it, it like yeah, that take, makes total sense in today's day and age. He was just live streaming everything he was doing, and he was reaching out to other fellow anarchists and mentally ill people or people who just want to like read mess this. It, it just felt like I, I'm sorry, like this is the Canadian in the room speaking. That felt like the most American thing I've ever seen. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, we should definitely use these kinds of assault rifles. Mm, yeah, these, these military surplus uh, masks, definitely. Yeah, that's the way we should go. I was like, wow, that's just so American. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a stereotype, but it's also somewhat accurate. So it, it's yeah. kind of both. Yeah, I like just delving into real world stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, the most American thing that's going on in the world right now is like, yeah. Get your extra guns. We're sending them over to Ukraine to help because you guys have extra guns to spare. And my friend Ryan said, not to spoil anything, but it seems like something ends, like the like the movie is going to end, but then there's like it picks back up. Like, yeah. And I was like, I like kind of knew that was gonna happen because like there's a climax like yeah. in anything that's good. 
there's a climax and then you know hits that and then it has to end at a certain point so he went to arkham and then he went batshit insane <laughs> and then um but it's <laughs> then part two starts yeah I, no yeah. i completely agree with that because once again i was avoiding all the trailers and i didn't really watch any trailers i didn't know what's gonna i didn't even know riddler was in the movie so when the i had for there's a point in the movie i forgot riddler was in it Okay, because we were so focused on Catwoman, Falcone, and resolving that plot. And then it gets resolved. And then they catch Riddler and you realize, oh, Riddler was putting everything in motion for this to happen. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh, wow, that's like really cool. And then the rest of the movie starts happening. Yeah. And I'm like, I also like that Batman has like, like you said the arkham series um he has the detective yes things that that's amazing um i don't think it shows like the kind of x-ray vision thing that is in the game but like it would be cool it's an overlay screen yeah yeah, but it would be kind of cool if it does that at some point because he takes those contacts out. i was like oh my god that's awesome but if that somehow gets incorporated into a suit I think that'd be sick. Yeah, the detective vision. I really like that. I remember playing the Arkham games. I just never take that off. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But that's it. So that that second half of the movie kind of caught me off guard because if you ended it at the scene where Riddler's going batshit insane in the um, in the asylum, yeah, and then you have kind of like an, an the epilogue at the end of the movie, it would have been a great movie regardless. Yeah, because that could end there because you have a certain person in there that's talking to him he's like everybody loves a comeback story and then you're like oh, oh who's that so well we all know who that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just by the laugh we know yeah killer croc no. <laughs> killer croc. no but that's what i'm getting at is that that I feel that the last 30 minutes of the movie is superfluous because everything is more or less wrapped up. Yeah. It's like, it's great. It's fun. It's the action scene, but like, it feels unnecessary. If you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you can cut that entire part of the movie out and it just doesn't really change anything. Yeah, but he got like a following from his live stream so that's good like yeah. a couple instagram followers and uh. <laughs> that's it like like how what another way to do it is that yeah you can actually have him find that live stream and you can actually have him like oh all these other people who were inspired by him you can start seeing them surface yeah and you can have the more of the story is like batman is now seeing how his quest for vengeance has inspired people in the wrong way and how we might have to start doing something different to have a positive effect effect on Gotham. Yeah, they could have uh, actually done that by like when he's like wrapping it up at the end. Um, Mm -hmm. They could just show clips of like people loading guns or whatever and like they put on the mask that like the Riddler mask and like the clothes and everything and then the second like be foreshadowed. Another thing I would have done it, with, with the ending we had, one thing I would have loved to have seen is something saying like, oh, we're receiving a sizable donation from the Wayne Foundation to help rebuild the city and help with evacuation efforts. 
Like I was expecting something Bruce Wayne was going to do to help out, but it's all Batman. He's like, he's there in this, that big ass suit and like oh, treading water, just getting people out of there. And I'm just thinking to myself, when uh, the new mayor is in the, got, she got a, a, a gunshot wound, but you know, the, she's fine at the end. It's like when she's in the water with that gunshot wound, I'm just thinking to myself, oh man, that thing's going to be infected as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, can, can we talk about that for a second? Like, what the hell was the body count at the end of that movie? Uh, are we talking <laughs> about that particular scene? Because I don't know. No, not just that particular scene. The entire like the the, the entire uh, final act. It's like spoiler warning. Uh, the Riddler decides he wants to flood the whole city and yeah. explodes the walls, and all the water starts rushing into New York. I'm just thinking to myself. Jesus Christ, how many people died just now? Because we actually see the water coming in and like hitting the people. And we and like even when the water hits the stadium, you see people flowing in with the water. And I'm like, I don't think those people are alive at this point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and this is another thing that bugged me. And this is just me as a driver, okay? How the fuck is the penguin not in jail for cars causing that goddamn car crash? It's Gotham City, all right? It's Gotham City. Yeah, it's Gotham City, all right? But, like, he caused, like, how many people died in that car crash? And I, this is the one thing I always hate about movies. is like, they, like, yeah, we have these cool special effect explosion scenes, but we never actually stop and talk about how many people probably died in that. Well, that's, like, what people make fun of, like, Marvel movies. Like, the Avengers, we save the city, and then, like, you just look at all the destruction behind them. And it's like, we saved the city. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, but... Here's the thing. In a Marvel movie, I understand that, oh, okay, people are evacuating. Those cars are probably empty, but that's like a highway scene, man. I know there's somebody <laughs> driving that fucking truck, okay? I just saw that truck explode. So Batman and the Penguin are, are uh, basically, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Involuntary math? No, not involuntary. Um, what's the word that when you're involved in a murder, but you're not um, the murderer itself? It's the... Um, that like involuntary no it's the legal term where you're associated with a crime that happened uh, uh, murder of association no, i don't know <laughs> no but basically it's that it's like okay penguin just definitely killed three to ten people yeah. in that car crash and it could be argued that that car crash was a result of batman chasing him as a vigilante so yeah, they got blood on their hands. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I've been seeing that scene, like, and no one bothered to arrest him for causing that fucking fire. Oh. Well, they just left him at a warehouse. <laughs> He's just like, you gotta leave me here. Yeah. Anyways, that, that's just, I know it's a, you have to put in some suspicion of disbelief, but it's more of a question of like, the older you get, you start asking these questions, especially like, we're near on the highway, and I'm thinking to myself, man, if I was driving there and one of those bastards caused that pileup and blew up the truck in my face and had me stuck in traffic for like an hour, I would want to take them to court. <laughs> hey. uh, he actually went to a Starbucks dressed in like penguin, like the entire look. And nobody knew who it was. Yeah. 
he ordered like give me a call like whatever the coffee was that he ordered and he like did it in the voice and everything <laughs> and they're just like all right and they, like people are just looking at him weird <laughs> who that was <laughs> and then i guess he he was in an interview um and he was saying that like he was on set but like people didn't know it was colin farrell at yeah. first and they're like oh get, get him off the set and he's like i'm i'm colin it's colin <laughs> like oh that's how good the makeup is yeah that is how the makeup is i didn't even realize i was colin farrell yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. And Daredevil, you know, they just give him a bald cap and then they're like, bullseye. But then, you know, they do this whole reconstruction of his body. They're like, yeah. you're going to put like a fat suit on and you're going to look like a fucking burn victim almost, but not perfect. <laughs> they're going to give you like the worst fucking nose on the planet. Yeah. The kind that any white girl would want to get a nose job for. Let me look like Penguin. <laughs> but I like that he actually looks like a re- like what the Penguin would probably look like in real life. Yeah. Yeah. He's just too tall. Uh, Maybe he'll, he'll her, like, hurt his back or something and then he'll slouch. Because I don't think he has a cane. No. No. So he'll probably either Maybe some he'll somehow get like umbrella cane or something at some point. Well, if he got a broken leg following that car crash, I'd believe it. Yeah. But overall, like the penguin was well done. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Falcone, I didn't realize this at first, but it's the guy from the Transformers movies. And it's, he's also in anger management with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. So, <laughs> and I was like, wait. So, my friend turned over to me. It's like he's located directly beneath the enemy scrotum. <laughs> oh god, bad. I like that arc with Catwoman and him. I like how that was like. Oh yeah, I very much like that. I think they did that very well. Yeah, that was actually in uh, I think the the book uh, Dark Dark Victory, which was actually the sequel to Long Halloween. That whole relationship between uh, Falcon and uh, Catwoman, especially the mother, uh, the father, and that daughter's uh, thing, that was actually in there. Do you have a favorite riddle from the movie? If you remember any of them, uh, I'm not gonna go for the obvious one. What's black and blue and dead all over? I was you. just gonna say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, it can be cruel to be kind. What's denied? It's your what's the worst one? Damn it. That's the only one I remember. Um, and quite frankly, I don't remember any of them. Like, but I remember they were fun. Yeah. They were very clever. They were very clever. They really made you think about it. Say, okay. Oh, uh, like I I uh, saved a picture from Google and I made it like a status when I saw the Batman on Instagram. And it was, yeah. uh, what does a liar say when they're dead? Lie still. Oh, that's a good one. They yeah. lie still. Yeah, it was very clever. Because like that for, yeah, that was the first riddle, and I got to admit, that was a good one. I feel that set a very good tone for the movie, that riddle. Yeah, because the answer also has a double meaning. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
What do you but all honesty, like I feel like this Batman movie like definitely felt more like kind of like a, a new age western in a way. It felt more, more like of a mystery chief fighty fighty movie. Yeah. Because he doesn't do that much fighting in the movie. Yeah, he fights some goons here and there, but fight. it's more of the the mystery, the getting to this person. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the people he fights, like, in the beginning, you kind of already know that the Joker, before you, you even hear him in Arkham, yeah, you know the Joker, like, he already fought him at one point. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, how'd you get to that? Um, the people that he's fighting are 100%, like, just henchmen of the joker or something or like they are the jokers you know like the batman beyond yeah they seem, they oh, seem okay cool. so you like they're the gang and all that the joker yeah gang. yeah yeah and he's like well, well who are you vengeance yeah but here's the thing that's that's an interesting interpretation what if the joker in the continuity is not the um the big mobster guy but he was one of those guys he's one of the the mob he was one of that gang he's just using that aesthetic anyway that's to see what's going on because it doesn't feel like this batman he's super he's he's probably gonna drop oh zoom i think there's a bit of a lag there yeah yeah you're like even your camera looks weird like it's got like an effect to it okay now it's kind of coming back yeah uh, the last thing i said was you know batman's just you know not fighting super villains but giving concussions to the poor (laughs) (laughs) interesting that's interesting way of putting it what do you think is going to happen in the second one who do you think's the villain because i'm 100 sure like i don't think the riddler is going to be in the second one i think they'll they might be at the end and they would probably be in like the third one him yeah. and uh which i'm gonna call it <clears throat> joker yeah but i feel like they're gonna escape at the end of the second one so someone yeah. might like be let them the, out yeah yeah they've actually been talks uh i've been heard hearing discussions about doing a Court of Owls uh, movie, <clears throat> which would be interesting, unique, different. Then there was another talk about doing maybe Mr. Freeze, revisiting that, but uh, serious, serious uh, version. But I had actually an idea about that. Why not just combine the two? Yeah. Make the Court of Owls the primary villain, but they're using Mr. Freeze's freezing um, technology, you know, to, yeah. That'd be cool. I would really, yeah, I would really like Mister Freeze. And then I saw that they might add the add the Robin. They might add Robin, um, but like he's like still kind of beginning as Batman. So I don't get how. Yeah, I think it might be too soon for Robin. I think it's what they need to focus in the next movie is we saw him be his Batman. I think what we need to start seeing him is him becoming Bruce Wayne again. I think the end of the movie kind of like shows like he knows that he can't just be Batman. So yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll That's see. I want to see that in the next movie, and I think the Court of Owls would be a really good idea because the thing that this movie did 
that a lot of other movies have not done is maybe uh, portray his parents in a realistic light. Yes, yes, that was okay. I find because you know that the what basically happened was that you find out that what started the Riddler off is Batman's father, who was a doctor, saved Falcone's life at one point. Yeah, and he was running for mayor. Uh, Batman's father. And a reporter dug up a bunch of dirt on the family and was going to take it to press. And not for his election campaign, but literally for his wife's mental uh, sanity and not to have his family's name and her, his, his, his wife's family name being dragged to the mud. He had Falcon look like, uh, just get him to shut up. Like, I, I just can't have this come out in the public. But he didn't want him to kill him. And Falcone is like, okay, I'll take care of it. And in a moment of desperation, you know, his father goes to him and says, like, please, can you make this go away? Not realizing the consequences of that action and, and becoming the catalyst for even his possible death. Saying, like, okay, you know, he was going to go to the police. He was going to say everything because he, he, he had a guilty conscience. He couldn't let, and could that have been the reason for the murder of his parents rather than just a, a random mugging? Because no one even ever says it. No one's like, you know, maybe that was it. Maybe some uh, somebody hired uh, somebody to get put a hit on your parents, or maybe it just was a random thug that, that went wrong. Yeah. We'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's also it's also goes back to uh, Batman Earth One, where they did that, where Thomas Wayne did, was running for mayor, so they include that in this movie. But yeah, you're you bring up an interesting point because was it a mob hit? Was it just a random mugging? We'll never know. And we also see that even a good man like Thomas Wayne, you know, he still has a blind spot. He was trying to protect his wife. He was trying to protect his son, you know, and mm -hmm. he went to the wrong person for this. And yeah, he did not realize the consequences. And when he did, it was just too late. Yeah. The the things good men will do when pushed to extremes. Yeah. 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 And I thought that was like, oh wow. So we're finally not gonna, you know, look at them as you know, saint uh, parents of Batman. You know, we're gonna treat them as real people. Yeah. And it also adds to the thing like. Oh, okay. So Martha comes from a family of where psychotic problems are hereditary. Yeah. Which made me think of uh, you guys remember the um, the Flashpoint Batman stories? Yes. So for those of you who don't know, the in the Flashpoint Batman, it's Bruce who gets shot, and his parents go completely crazy. The mother, in that continuity, the mother becomes Joker. And the father becomes Batman. Yeah. And I just like, oh, that's interesting. And yeah, okay. So now we can kind of see, oh, okay. So there, there was like the basis or the seeds to create that kind of character in Martha. And then it also adds like, oh, maybe Bruce inherited a little bit of that crazy. Yeah. Considering he's dressing up as a bat, you know, and going on night being criminals to a pulp. Yeah. I'd say he's a little insane. Mm -hmm. I was a boy and now I'm a bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, call the I think the I think Penguin is gonna like 
he's now like probably what Falcone was because he's now, you know, not there. So yeah. But also he's less of an idiot about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Penguin is, you know, he's, he's a bad guy, he's an arms dealer, he's a smuggler. Uh, but he's also not as dumb. Like I don't see Penguin personally strangling a woman because they pissed him off. Oh yeah. Yeah, but he, uh, so while he was going, he's getting arrested before, you know, he gets shot. He's just like, oh, and then he's like, oh, you're now a big man now. You're the big man, a big boss. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Basically, like saying that he's like stepping up and he's like, oh, well, you're going to be gone in like the next few seconds. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, well, what the hell with Falcone? Yeah. I kind of wanted to see the Maroni family a little, but yeah. But, give it a give it a day <laughs> give it a movie because i like that we're going more down the the mob roots you know because none of the movies have ever delved into the mob family it's always been the what super villain are we doing well they, well better against went to a little of that and so did dark knight into some of the mob uh you know families but we didn't see you know how they work we didn't see the you know you know the inner workings of the mob family it wasn't like the godfather yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but it, the mobs are more of a vehicle to introduce the villains. Yeah, yeah that's actually right. what we do in our comic. <laughs> so, like it, like the first six issues is basically like there, there's other villains, but it's mostly the mafias, the different mobs. Yeah, the mafia isn't a real thing. So, yeah, so they're like around, and they're kind of like the focal point, and then you know something's going to happen, and then it's going to go on to the next plot arc, but they're like yeah. the focal point in the beginning because that's what shows like oh there was like all this crime happening because of them yeah i like that a lot it's like one way to do it but it is because i think we've just gotten so much batman over the years in that it's nice to have a change a variety in that the mob was kind of the main focus this time around yeah they were the, the driving force of this movie but you can see the slow creation of a villain like the Riddler. Yeah. So I, I'd really like to see that continue down that route, uh, route, I mean, in that rather than just be mob first and then the big boys, but maybe like the slow transition to the big boys. Because, yeah. Because, you know, it's still organized crime, but people like Riddler and Joker and, and such, they're, more, they're not, they're just chaos. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Now that I think about it, Bane would fit well in this continuity. Like, I mean, OG Bane from the comics. I like the actual, like, Venom. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's using an enhancing drug, and you know they, they kind of touched on the whole drug things in this one with the the drops. Yeah. Yep. So we need to make some PG thirteen drugs. You know, not nothing real. But the idea is that I can see Bane working in this continuity rather than like the uh, oh, I give you my permission to die. But I mean, like the real Mexican luchador Bane. The Tregoman. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, full on, and, like, crime boss being, like, smart being, the guy who, like, can fight Batman to a standstill. I want 
I want Mr. Freeze. I want Poison Ivy. Not, you know, in the same movie. They don't need to be the same. Yeah, yeah, never again. Never um, again. And uh, I want Robin would be cool, but like it's like, too early. And I don't know how he's going to do that in three movies. He only has three movies, right? He only has like a trilogy. Yeah. yeah. I feel like as Bruce Wayne, he's not in the stage where he can even take care of himself rather than yeah. and take care of a kid. Yeah. Um, and I kind of want to see Scarecrow, but like a better mask and like just outfit, kind of like the Arkham version. Yo, an Arkham Scarecrow would be good. Like they just could not do him right in the Nolan trilogy. But there is a HBO Max series that is going to be focusing it was going to be GCPD, but now it's going to be like in Arkham. So they could probably have him in there and maybe he could actually cause like trouble and he would actually be like the reason why whatever's going on in the show. And maybe just yeah. whatever happens in the finale, that can lead into the sequel. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. And I can definitely see a Scarecrow being more of a staff member rather than an inmate at Arkham. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I did that in the we did that in the fan comic uh, Batman Enigma, where he actually is the staff, one of the staff members. You can you can just write the next second the second movie. You can just do that, <laughs> dude. You, you get enough of us like indie guys together, we'll write freaking gold. Yes. <laughs> okay, just like all right, we're all gonna sit down. We're gonna write the bat the next Batman movie. Okay. <laughs> Not by committee, but by a bunch of like really, really dorky fans. Yeah, uh, and like Breakfast Talk or something, Dylan like rewrote how like Batman versus Superman should have been. And it was, yeah, it was better. <laughs> I can agree with that. It's, um, I, I, I like that comment because I actually do like that film. I'm like, I comment. <laughs> oh, it's, I don't. Think it's the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's not like the best thing I've ever seen. No. The uh, only thing I'll say about that movie, uh, I, I haven't, I never sat down and watched it. I couldn't get through it. Really? I just couldn't get through it. Huh. Are you sure uh, you want to talk about it then? No, I just that there's that one scene, the the, the infamous Martha scene. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: I think that scene could have been very well done had they done it right. Yeah. Like the idea is that, blasphemy. No, no. It, it, the way I always pictured it is that if Superman's like dying, is like save Martha, and Batman's remembering his father's dying words, and he was saying Martha, he was saying the name of his wife, and now Batman stands over Superman as the killer stood over his father and, and mother, and in that moment he doesn't say why are you saying that name, he just sees what he's becoming. All right, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. Overly so he doesn't have to be like, what do you know that name? It's like, we can release. What the fuck am I doing? We can release a medallion comics cut of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, no, like, I just, I really like this Batman movie. It's, I think it's one of my favorite Batman movies. That's definitely up there. Yeah. I like almost every Batman movie except uh, not a fan of the. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know. We yeah, know. you know, another one. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need yeah. To talk about it. Which one, actually? Man, I'm curious. Oh, uh, God, seriously? 
George Clooney actually said he's sorry about it too. So, wait, like Batman and Robin? Yes, that one. But okay. I don't mind the guy that plays Robin. Yeah, no, he was good. He was good, but Clooney was bad. Yeah, bad. Didn't even attempt a Batman voice. Spoke his regular voice. And this is why Superman looks like. So many damn one-liners, jeez. <laughs> but that's it, because they, they're trying too hard to be the Adam West Batman. But you know, I gotta say, like, even the Adam West Batman movie is really fun. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. I like the show, and I liked all those movies when they used to play them. You know, because I actually want to talk about this, because no one ever talks about this movie. Did you guys see the animated Adam West Batman movie with Two-Face? Yes, I did. Yes, I Yeah, that is officially the last performance of Adam West uh, after he died. Yeah. Like, I think it came out sometime after he died. And I'm yeah. just, I was so mad that they didn't, like, try to promote that more. Because this is, like, the last thing you'll ever see with Adam West. In. Huh. And they got uh, Mark Hamill to play Two-Face in that. No, no, no. No, no, William, no, no, it's a, no, no. William Shatner. Shatner to play Two-Face. What? Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought it was very good casting because, again, very 60s, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. Like if you told, yeah. If you told me William Shatner was the was Two-Face in the Adam West uh, Batman series, I'd believe it. It makes sense. But did what he talk question? like this all the time? Or no? You know, it was actually interesting because there were times where he did that, but there were other times where like, wait, it doesn't sound like him. No. Uh, he still had the, those poses, but when he was playing Two Face, as opposed to Army Dead, I was like, "Wow!" Oh. Yeah, like I feel like that movie just does not get enough love because they made two animated Adam West movies. That was the second one. Yeah, and I think it's a really solid movie. And I'm like, you know, if we're talking about Batman movies, we should definitely bring those up too. <laughs> Yeah, I actually saw that at New York Comic Con when they were actually it was actually at the premiere and Shatner was there, you know, talking about the movie. Talking about you know, Gray was working with his old friend Adam Weiss and I was sorry that he had passed. And he was really drawing from real life to really talk about the darker side of someone's psyche in doing Two Face because I think at that point the the Las Vegas shooting had just happened. Yeah. So he was talking about that, talking about, you know, how he drove into that type of darkness to play the character, which I thought was very interesting. Huh. Oh, yeah. Greg, honestly, if you ever get the chance to, you should uh, track down those two movies and give them a watch. They're really good. I wonder if it's on HBO, because... Yes, it is. Yes, oh, it, it is? is. Huh. Yes, it is. Even yeah, because they have every Batman thing on there, so... Yeah. And I, I can't wait for Michael Keaton to be Batman again. So that's good. You know, I would love if Michael Keaton came back, but for a Batman Beyond movie. Yeah, everybody wants that, so I don't know why they haven't done that yet. Maybe, maybe this is gearing towards that. So maybe that's it. That'd be interesting. Yeah, because um, he's in. He's gonna be in Batgirl, I think, and yeah, he's I going know. to be. In, he's in Flashpoint too. I don't know if he's in all of the Flash movie, but. Well, I'd just be happy with just the stuff that we got in and with, you know, yeah. just with that. 
I completely forgot that they're still doing a Flashpoint movie. Well, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> hopefully that, like, fixes all their problems. 